that make you want to go? You ever thought about the fact we're going to get to sing? And I can't sing, but I'll sing. Praise God, y'all. If you're saved, you're going to heaven. We can act like it, amen? And we can rejoice in it. The world might think we're crazy, but that'll be all right. Amen. 2 Thessalonians chapter number 3 tonight. Uh, it's, it, um, I say it's amazing. It's really, it is amazing. It's miraculous, really. But it is nevertheless amazing how uh, God puts us in certain places and gives us certain words. And, and I thank God for that because He knows what we need, folks. He, he, he does, and I, listen, I, I cannot tell you this uh, week how this is impressed upon my heart, but uh, just this morning, just going back over uh, the morning message, and then this afternoon over tonight's uh, message, and what, uh, boy, what God does in our heart, and I pray that today your heart's already been touched. I pray that your heart's already been stirred, because that's what God wants to do. That's what He wants to do, folks. So I pray that, listen, tonight, if, if you really haven't gotten in touch with God tonight, that you'll open your heart to His Word. There's power in His Word because it's alive, folks. It's alive, and tonight, if we'll seek the face of God, He's here. There's not a question if He's here. He's here. But we're going to draw our attention to uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter number 3, and we're going to be looking at the first three verses there is. As uh, Paul really closes out the uh, address and letter uh, to them there. Let's read now. Verse number 1. Finally, brethren. Boy, ain't it good to have brethren. I mean, I'm serious, folks. We have to praise God for the brethren. We're not in this alone. Amen? Finally, brethren, pray for us. That the word of the Lord may have free course. And be glorified even as it is with you. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. That's the truth. Verse 3. But the Lord is faithful. <laughs> but the Lord is faithful. Who shall establish you and keep you. From evil. And you say that's a pretty clear passage. Well, I pray it be extra clear to us tonight. Uh, it's application for our life today. Amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you for this day that you've given us. Uh, God, this is your day. God, it's still your day. Tomorrow, God will be your day. God, I thank you. You've given us another opportunity to worship you. God, I pray we don't take it for granted. God, I pray that we've come into the house tonight, God, expecting. God, expecting you to do something in our hearts and lives. God, we need to grow closer to you, God. I, I, God, I know we talk about that so much, but God, you impress that so much, God, that we stay close to you. God, to live a life pleasing unto you. So God, I ask you tonight, touch us. God, give us strength. God, give us direction. God, I pray tonight we see you. God, that we see you. God, help us tonight. I pray, God, that you bless. 
God, this is, God, for your honor and for your glory, God, we just want to please you. So, God, I pray you take full control. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 We see Paul in closing out this last chapter here of the, the letter. And I said it before, the brethren is a big deal. I think about the church. You do realize Jesus Christ ordained the church. This is His church. Praise God tonight. I don't have to get together with nobody and worry about the church. I'm not going to tell you tonight that I've never worried for you because I have. I love you. I care about you. But I pray for you. But I pray for you. Thank God for the brethren. It says here, finally, brethren, pray for us. Here we are. We see uh, Paul, one of the, boy, one of the greatest examples in the Word of God. Boy, he, from murderer to uh, uh, persecutor to persecuted. I've said that many times before. Paul's life, what an example it is. Boy, of how you can go from the worst uh, to the greatest, and I don't mean the greatest in him, but what was in him and what is in him today, the Lord Jesus Christ. Finally, brethren, pray for us. Pray for us. You say, what's that got to do but the Lord is faithful? That's the whole reason why we pray, folks. That's the whole reason why we pray. Pray for us. Of all the things that Paul could have asked for at this time, he could have asked for, I don't know, food, shelter. He could have asked for any kind of material thing that he might have needed. Maybe another coat or something. I don't know. There's a lot of things he could have asked for. But folks, from the brethren, what did he ask? He asked for them to pray. Amen. To pray. Amen. I believe we live in a time and a day where, listen, there's no significance on prayer. I can be the only one that's going to admit that and that'll be okay. I wonder how much time we actually spend in prayer. Listen, what I'm asking you tonight to, to consider and to think about, I've had to think about myself. And i got to tell you, God, every so often, He just continues to convict my heart and bring it back to my heart, Brother Steve, that prayer is so significant if we're going to make it. In verse number 3, he says about how he is faithful to keep us. He's faithful to keep us from evil. Listen, uh, you might not believe in that word evil, but I do believe in that word evil. Not that I'm worshiping it or practicing it, but I do realize and take fact that it's real and it exists. And listen, folks, it's out there today, probably as just as much a time as in Paul's day, if not more, because I truly believe we're living in those last days. And it is rampant about us. And I ask you tonight, how in the world can we think we're going to make it without praying? But not just praying for ourselves. It's one thing to pray for yourselves. It is another to pray for others. Can I tell you tonight, one of the greatest things you can do as uh, being a part of the body of Christ, being right here at Southside Baptist Church, being a member of this body, is to pray for one another. Amen. To pray for one another. Listen, I need your prayers. You need my prayers. We need the prayers of each other. We cannot stand. I, I, I tell you what has blessed my heart, and, and it's been a shift and how we pray right here at Southside. Preacher, what in the world are you talking about? 
One of the things that I've noticed over these last really couple years probably when uh, emphasis was put on that is that we pray together. What do you mean? Well, when someone goes to the altar with a burden upon their heart, many times somebody's going right behind them. It hasn't happened every time. My prayer is one day it happened every single time. Listen, it's not that somebody needs to get in on the prayer or hear what's going on with the heart or, or what they're dealing with or what their burden is, but it's that somebody loves somebody enough to say, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I pray that we see the significance of how he opened up. Finally, brethren. What does he say? Pray for us. Oh, pray for us. If we want to see God do great and mighty things in your life and in the life of other people here, guess what it's going to take? Prayer, folks. Prayer. I said this morning that Jesus is praying for you. The saved child of God, Jesus, is praying for you. And he goes before you. But why is it we find it so hard to pray for one another? Preacher, I don't have that problem, and it's quiet in here. I guess that means everybody is praying for everybody else. Paul also says here, Finally, brethren, pray for us. Why? That the word of the Lord may have free course. What is he talking about there? Folks, liberty. Liberty. For the word of God to be able to go out and not be bound up. Can I tell you, in many places, even tonight in some places, the word of God is bound up. There, Listen, and I'm serious about this. There are preachers who stand in pulpits to preach and they're told exactly what to say. Don't think that's not binding up the word of God. Don't think that when we dictate and we... And, and listen, let's just get this off the record now, okay? So everybody can take a deep breath. That does not happen here. Okay? So, so we can go ahead and remove that off the table. But what I'm saying is if we're in the right heart and we're in the right mind and praying for one another, guess what? We're going to pray that the liberty... God has the liberty to move. I don't know about you. I do not want to quench the Spirit of Almighty God. Huh? So what is he saying? Why, why would Paul say that? Because he knows that's where the power is at. The power is in the Word of God. And when we get plugged in into prayer and we're praying that the Word of God go out, thing, things happen, folks. Things happen. When you pray and you go out and, hey, somebody lays somebody on your heart. Listen, I pray this has happened to you. If it's not happened to you, something's missing in your life. But you pray, and I'm serious about that. You pray. And you pray over the word of God and God puts somebody in your path and you're able to share with them the gospel. God does something mighty with it. Somebody say, I don't know what you've got, but I want some of that. His word does not return void. It's a living word, folks. It's a living word. What is he asking for? The liberty. And you and I, we've got to have our hearts right. We've got to be focused for God to continue moving right here. <clears throat> Listen, it's great what God did last week. 
It's great what God did last year. It's great what God did 10 years ago. But if we're going to continue to see it going, we can't fall asleep at the wheel. Hey, we can't go. How many of you know there's no autopilot? There's no autopilot, folks. We've got to stay strong in the faith. We've got to pray for one another. I cannot, listen, I'm going to give testimony and y'all may just get tired of hearing my testimony. I, you tell me yours and I'll share yours. Amen? I, I, I just don't think you want me to do that. But I can if you want me to. But I cannot tell you how many times when we pray for somebody else and what their need is. Somebody is praying for the very need I got. And can I tell you this? (laughs) Just as their need gets met, my need gets met without me even thinking about it. Now listen, you can say that's prosperity and that's all this stuff. I'm just telling you, God works that way, folks. He wants us to humble ourselves and love somebody else enough that we'll, hey, listen, that we won't be, uh, we, we won't be envious or we won't want what they got. Or, uh, y'all understand what I'm saying tonight? Oh, I hope you understand. God's wanting us to pour out our heart and life into somebody else, giving them Jesus. Giving them Jesus. I think about that word love, and we talk about that word love so much. And I'll be honest with you, if you're going to be a member here, we're going to keep talking about love. Because when we lay aside ourselves and we love other people, that's when we can reach other people. When we're not asking for anything in return, but to simply love them. Oh, how quick people are to listen when we can do that. Oh, listen, I... I thank the Lord for what he does. Let's just get back on the passage tonight. Paul says that the word of the Lord have free course. Liberty, liberty, liberty. Liberty to teach. Liberty to preach. Liberty to share the gospel. And folks, when that's happening, you better believe we are to nurture that. Let us not ever take for granted the Spirit of God moving in this place. Notice here as we read on, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified. Boy, isn't that the purpose of it all? Hmm? Isn't that the purpose of it all? That he be glorified. Even as it is with you. Thank God we've got it today. (laughs) Verse 2. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. Boy, does not that not speak to the world in which we live? Oh, the wickedness that's running about, folks. And listen to me, uh, we can get mad about it and we can not like it, but either you're a child of God or you're a child of the devil. Hey, listen, before I, before I was saved, I did not belong to God. Amen. I was sinning, right? 
I did things that wasn't right. I surely was not following God. Amen? Now we, we get sideways and we hear about that. What do you mean I'm not a child of God? I'm a child of the devil. Well, either you're serving one or the other. There's no middle of the road. Even when we, listen, even when as Christians people backslide. And I hate using that word. Oh, what a crazy word. That just means we ain't got right with God. I mean, you know, we got to let something get in the way, right? And we just feel like we're going to go off and do our own thing. God help us. God help us not to do that. How many of you know there's going to be times that we do that? Listen, if you're not serving the Lord, you're serving the devil. And don't think for a second tonight that he won't use you if you allow yourself to be used. How true that is. How true that is. I wonder how many, boy, Paul just had to deal with if we really only knew what he really had to deal with. That we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. Boy, there's been many a Christian taken by men who did not have faith. Verse number 3, which is our text tonight. You better believe that there are men... That have not faith. But the Lord is faithful. But the Lord is faithful. I don't know about you tonight. I think God, the Lord, is faithful. I think about all the things that ain't faithful, that break down. <laughs> oh, come on. We could, we could just make us a list there, couldn't we? Couldn't we just park it for a little while? All the things that disappoint us and let us down and don't meet our standard. And boy, uh, when you need it the most, that's when it's missing. Oh, come on. <laughs> I know I'm not alone. But yet, no matter what happens to those things, the Lord is faithful. He's always faithful. I think about uh, tonight, our health. You say, preacher, you talk about our health a lot. Well, we got a lot of health problems. If you don't believe it, go over to my Sunday school classroom and read the board. And if you're on the board, I love you. It ain't, I ain't saying nothing bad, all right? But I think we can look around and, and say, we got health problems. I'm sorry, guys. We got new lights, and these things still ain't no cooler than what we had. I'm still burning up. Listen to me tonight. We got health problems. Your health will disappoint you and let you down. Amen. Right? We wasn't geared to live as long as uh, Methuselah, was we? No. James Allen laughing about that because he's young. Some of y'all older, y'all, y'all, that's kind of serious, right? Yes, but our health is going to let us down. It's going to fail us. Your job, as much as you might love your job, going to let you down, going to fail you. Matter of fact, some of you, uh, listen, I love you, but hey, six months from now, you may not even have the same job. You might lose your job. Uh, preacher, wait a minute now. Don't be talking stuff like that now. Sinking in my seat. Listen to me. I don't know what you're going to face, but I do know you're going to face things, folks. You're going to have those disappointments. You're going to have those failures in your life. Listen, you're going to fail one another. Wait a minute. The brethren going to fail each other. Yes. Why? Because you're not Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Praise God you're not Jesus. Right? But you're going to fail each other, but guess what? 
But the Lord is faithful. But the Lord is faithful, folks. He's faithful every single time. You know, even when you and I decide we ain't going to be faithful. Wait a minute. You say when we decide we ain't going to be. That's right. You see, you make a choice whether or not you're going to be faithful. I mean, you woke up this morning, you decided whether you was going to be in church or not. That's a reality. huh? How about your prayer life? You decided whether or not you're going to pray. You say, preacher, I ain't got enough time. Let's don't talk about time. But we all got that problem, amen? Yes, yes, but faithful anyway, folks. We make the decision, but even when we're not faithful... But the Lord is faithful. <laughs> but the Lord is faithful. You know, I think where else He's faithful? I go back to Genesis 3.15 when He made the promise of one to come. He, he was faithful, folks, and He was faithful then. And guess what? Hey, what He's faithful to say He'll do, He's faithful to do. Praise God. Thank God for Jesus. Amen? Oh, He has provided for us. Dead in our trespasses and sins. Mm. Oh, how faithful he is to us. I think about 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we believe not, yet he abideth faithfully, he cannot deny himself. What does that mean? When we're not faithful, he is. I'm so glad to know tonight that his faithfulness ain't determined on you and I. Hey, listen, I'm serious. I mean, there's so many things we can hang it up on. How many people tonight are worshiping a man? I mean, thank God his faithfulness isn't determined by somebody else. But the Lord is faithful. How about this child of God? 1 Corinthians 1 9. God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. When you was called into the fellowship, guess what? He was faithful to bring you in. Faithful to save you when you called out to Him. You say, what's the big deal about that? Because what Scripture says He'll do, He's faithful to do. <laughs> mm. Think about that tonight. What Scripture says He will do. He's faithful to do. You know, I think so many times we want to debate and please hear my heart. We don't need to debate the Word of God. I'm serious. I mean, if we want to have a conversation, we can do that. But not debate the Word of God. It's not up for debate, folks. It is truth. Listen, and either we're going to find it faithful and trust it and believe it or we're not. There's not an in-between, folks. He's faithful to do what His precious Word says He will do. Think about this, your feelings. Huh? Your feelings. Oh, some of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about tonight. Your feelings will fail you. Huh? Yes, I, my feelings can feel a lot of things. They can also be wrong. I'm glad to know I ain't saved on my feelings. Because some days I wouldn't feel very saved. Oh, goodness, the preacher said that. Huh? No, I, feelings. I'm serious tonight. We'll, we get all worked up with our feelings, and it ain't got nothing to do with our salvation. Hey, we'll put how faithful we're going to be based on our feelings. People quit church because of their feelings. People quit serving God because of their 
feelings tonight. Yeah, we're getting a little personal tonight. Our feelings. What we need to do is lay our feelings at the altar before Almighty God and say, listen, my feelings don't matter. My faith ain't going to be based upon my feelings. It's going to be based upon your precious word, Lord. Oh, Lord, faithful. Because of who you say you are. Oh, feelings. They get us in trouble, don't they? Goodness gracious, I got hung up on feelings. Hmm? God help us to brush off them feelings. We don't need them. I'm serious, we don't need them. You know who we need is more of Him. More of Him. Boy, He'll straighten out all that other stuff. Listen, we get our feelings hurt and we get our toes stepped on and all them things. And man, we just want to roll over and cry and crawl up under the covers or something. I'm talking about myself tonight. Let's get back in the Word. All right. Yes. What about y'all? Feelings. Mm. How about your friends? Yes. Friends will let you down and disappoint you big time. Some people say, who needs friends anyway? I mean, the way some people got friends. Let you down, right? Mm. Oh, but not the Lord. Not the Lord. How about your income? You could lose it all tomorrow. How about your home? Uh, I wonder what those people out at uh, the Panhandle thought when that hurricane came through and they lost everything possessionally they had. huh? Folks, what do you do when it comes down to all these possessions being gone? Are you going to realize that He is faithful? Hmm? He is faithful. We need to strip away all this stuff in our life, you know? All of this stuff that we serve. And serve the Lord. Why? (laughs) He's faithful. He's faithful. But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you. Establish you. What am I talking about tonight? You need some stability in your life? Huh? It's quiet, man. It got when it drops in here, it drops. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I believe we need some stability in our lives. Huh? Where in the world do you think we're going to get it? You're not going to go to Walmart and have it ready to pick up. I don't care if you do park in every 14th spot. I couldn't believe that. I was amazed the other day. I went with Kim to Walmart and they got 14 bays. Lord, help me. I'm serious. Our lives are falling apart. Huh? You might be here tonight and you don't know what to expect tomorrow. Your life is literally in shambles. And you need help. I mean, seriously, if we can't come to the hurt church house and get help, something is wrong, folks. You know what we got to do? We got to see that the Lord is faithful, that we can cry out to Him, we can call out to Him, we can go to God and surrender, folks. You need stability. Go no further than the Lord Himself. The Lord Himself. He's faithful. To establish you, give you stability, give you a firm standing. I think we sang standing on the promises of God. I didn't know we were singing that. You just say, why don't you know what we're singing? Because I don't want it to affect the message. You might think I'm nuts and crazy, and I am. 
But I don't want anything to get in the way of where God wants us to be. But it's amazing how every time He lines it up, folks. Listen, this world will give you a bunch of sinking sand. Oh, it's Christ, the solid rock. Mm. Mm. You need a firm. (laughs) You need a place to stand tonight. You need to stand on Him. What a firm foundation. What a firm foundation. Psalm 46.1 says this, God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. <laughs> Some of y'all need to go there and read that for yourself over and over and over and over again. Huh? You're feeling weak. You're feeling tired. You're feeling weary. You don't know what to do or how to do it. You realize what else he's saying here? That it's the word of God that will keep you from evil. I believe God's looking for people that will fall in love with his word. How in the world can we understand that the Lord is faithful if we don't read the Bible, folks? How can we see how he's been faithful? You realize every situation of your life, no matter how much of a shamble your life might be in, no matter how much of a need for stability that you need, that you cannot go to the Word and God confirm what you need in His Word. Don't tell me it doesn't happen. I have it happen multiple times a week. Trust me. I've asked God, it scares me where God takes me in His Word because as the, I'll be honest with you, as the pastor, most of the times, Brother Steve, you know this, most of the time, i got to live this thing out. Sometimes I'm reading it saying, God, what's coming next? And I've showed up on Sunday and it just hit me right there. Oh, that we could see that He's faithful, folks. He's faithful through His Word. Oh, He gives us stability. But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Well, we have to be shouting about that. We are, and I ain't telling you what to do. What I'm saying is, is that it ought to come out in you just how great and powerful that is. Hear, hear me, hear me in verse 3. But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. You know tonight who's keeping you and holding you together? The grace of God. By the grace of God tonight, you're where you are. Listen, by the grace of God tonight, you know it's so many places you could be. And I'm not talking about in another church. I'm talking about in a bad spot, folks. God has preserved you. God has kept you. Oh, as the evil of this world runs rampant and the devil does all that he can to mess with our lives, it's the protecting hand of God that's protected us, folks. Oh, we are to give Him glory for how He has protected us. 
I think just this past week with my own household, how we, boy, we had, I don't know how many things we had going on at one time. I'm going to scare you all to death. I think we had strep and bronchitis and strep, bronchitis. We had something else. We had the croup, the cough. I mean, if it was going around, we caught it. We even think Ben went and had the flu. Ben, where are you at? Ben's back there behind the glass. Y'all are all safe tonight. I don't know that he didn't have the flu all at the same time. What am I saying tonight? You know, we can laugh about it, but isn't it serious? I mean, I, I do. I'm serious. I thank God tonight it didn't run through our whole household. You know, and, and let's take it to another level when we talk about the evil of this world. I thank God that he protects the minds and the hearts of my children. Oh, folks, if you can't find a greater reason than to pray for the brethren, you think about those precious children that are coming up, the youth that we've got in ministry, that God protect their minds and their hearts Amen. from the works of the devil. Amen. Oh, God, preserve them. Oh, God, preserve them. God, help us. Listen, in realizing just how faithful he is, boy, that we stick to the stuff, folks. And be faithful ourselves. Be faithful ourselves. Praise God, James Allen moved that clock and I ain't looking at it. It's God's grace. Oh, and the power. The power of the name of Jesus Christ. I ask you tonight, do you believe there's power in His name? Folks, there's power in His name. Lastly tonight, I don't know what time it is, but lastly tonight, I'm going to ask you to turn here. You know, we can, we, can, we can turn in the Bible to more passages than one. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter uh, number 12, looking in verse, uh, verse number 7 through 12. Boy, Paul gives us uh, many examples. And he gives us one here, beginning in verse number 7. I hear a few pages turning, praise God. Paul writes this, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. He said unto me, My grace, <laughs> who said this? <laughs> my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure. This a crazy man? No, this a God-filled man. Huh? Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches, in necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Oh, think about, think about this tonight, folks. I am become a fool in glory. Ye have compelled me, for I ought to have been commended of you 
For in nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostles, though I be nothing. Truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience and signs and wonders and mighty deeds. Let me ask you tonight, what an example we have tonight. Why in the world would you want to give up? When he's faithful. When he's faithful, folks. I said this morning, not only does he pray for us, but he goes before us. I wonder tonight, do you honestly believe that? You see, Paul didn't have to worry about it. He wasn't worried about it any longer. He knew disappointments because, well, to a certain extent starting out, he was a disappointment. Amen. He persecuted a lot of people. That's a reality. But God is faithful. And God used him in a mighty, mighty way. But it's because he realized that. I wonder tonight. Do you realize just how faithful the Lord is? I want to ask you tonight, and sister, if you'd come and play, I'd ask that your heads bowed and eyes closed tonight. Some of you struggling in that faith department tonight. Maybe it just might be the time to get on your knees before Almighty God. You know, I'm thankful that we don't have to be afraid of the altar of God. You do realize it's His. Doesn't mean you can't pray in your seat. But boy, how special it is when we can get on our knees before Almighty God. I don't know what you're battling with tonight. I don't know what you were battling with this morning. Truth is, that's between you and God. But I do know this. He is faithful because He said He is. And boy, when we seek Him, oh, does He do a work in our heart. I wonder, do you need to come tonight? Maybe it's your feelings you need to lay at the altar. We can laugh about it, but isn't it so real? Maybe it's our concerns we need to lay at the altar. Oh, what is it that stands between you and the Lord? Thank God tonight you can lay it down. God, you... <laughs> God, you're so faithful, God. God, you never leave us, God. God, you chasing after your own. And God, I thank you for that. And God, you stand ready to help us no matter what our need is. God, I thank you for that. And God, I pray tonight if there be anything, God, between us and you, God, you just show it to us, God. Oh, God, that we can be in right relationship with you.
God, maybe tonight somebody doesn't even know if they're truly saved or not. God, I pray they come. God, that they can see just how faithful you are. Faithful to save. God, above all, I just pray we surrender to you. That we surrender to you. To you be all honor and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.